Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Road to Medical Sales podcast. I want to thank everyone for all of your support thus far. I am your host, Scott Macon. Let's kick this thing off. Today, we are going to be hearing multiple perspectives from people who just broke into the medical sales arena. Hearing the advice from one individual is not enough because in the grand scheme of things, everyone has their own unique experience and journey. Each guest will have the opportunity to answer two questions and are asked to keep it as short and sweet as possible. The questions are as follows. Number one, what did you do to get the medical sales interview? Number two, what are the most important things you did during the interview process that got you the job? For our first guest, we welcome Andrew Brown, who just accepted a position at Cineos Health, representing Johnson & Johnson in Austin, Texas. Andrew, based on the questions mentioned earlier, what do you have to share with our listeners? The mic is yours. Definitely not to give up the time that we're living in right now. The things that are going on in this world, it's kind of hard. You know, people are losing their jobs and whatnot. Basically, keeping the faith, put yourself around some positive people that can be able to help you and help you pursue your goals and also your dreams as well. For the interview, I got an email and straightforward. They wanted the recruiter wanted to talk to me. So over the weekend, I just prepared myself for what the company was. And honestly, I had forgot what company I had applied for since so many. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they're just applying like crazy. So that particular one, I took the time, I looked up the website as far as what their motives were, what they want for whatever their drive, their mission for their company, studied that. And so I had to be on my P's and Q's. And also the main important thing was to be yourself. Definitely nerve wracking, but to be yourself, take yourself out of, that you're in your head, like you're like watching every move. Just think about them like another family member, something like they have kids, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they're going home to their family, even them just like they're your friend and just be real and authentic. A lot of times you want to go into, you know, this automated mode of, you know, getting these perfect answers and questions. You can do all that, but you want to be authentic with it. Make sure, you know, change it up, make sure it comes from yourself. The things that I did to get to the interview process was that first phone call have a lot of high energy, you know, let them talk as much as they can and ask a lot of great questions. The part that I got, you know, I got to the hiring manager, you know, just spoke about myself and I asked about what he likes to do, what the job entails, you know, just kind of be personal with them. And at the end of the day, if you feel like you messed up, you know, don't let that beat you down. That's just building more room to help you out. You know, you can go through all your flaws and what you did not do and what you did good, usually almost some all your good outweighs your bad. So that usually keeps you motivated. And like I said, surround yourself around people that's going to help you. You know, there's some of the people out there after you, you know, that want that position as much as you do. But make yourself different. Make yourself stand out. Again, don't be automated. That's the main thing. You really want to show your true self. If somebody doesn't like you, it's okay. I mean, you can keep on moving. You can keep on going. Just don't quit. And somehow how everything aligned with me in my end, how I got into sales was being myself. I prepared for it. Previous work history. I didn't have any sales experience. So that was, but that's when I let my personality shine. So if I could just get in front of someone who just show who my true self or whoever's out there, show your true self. And at the end of the day, it should work out in your favor. And it just keeps the faith. You don't get an interview. It's okay. If you get an interview, 
thank God and keep on going with it. And if you don't make it, keep on thanking God and go with it. And it will work out for you. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Andrew. And congratulations on your new role. Appreciate it. Thank you, Scott. Our next guest is Emily McKeon, who just got accepted at Texas Ortho in Austin. Emily, the mic is yours. Thank you, Scott. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me today. I'm happy to share my experience. And so what really got me the interview was being so active on LinkedIn. I was reaching out to other reps in the area, experienced reps, just asking for their advice and commenting on people's posts. And that's actually how my current boss found me is because he saw me comment on someone's post, saw that I was actively seeking employment and saw that I was in the Austin area and, you know, just messaged me on LinkedIn and it kind of went from there. And then once we started interviewing, each interview, they would give me little tidbits or I would take little tidbits from what they said and build on that. And so I didn't really know what company I would be representing when I first took the interview since they are a distributorship. And so I did a little background research on each of the companies that they represent. And then once we had the first interview and he told me that he would want me representing Integra Skin, their wound care products in the Austin area, after that, I, you know, researched the Integra Skin products and their wound care line, and I profiled all of the products. And so for the next interview, then I was able to say, you know, hey, I'm still really interested in the job, and I've taken what you said and dove deeper into these products and looking at these products and really trying to understand them and get a good feel for them and profiling them. And then I've also, you know, targeted some surgeons. And then from there, they're like, okay, this is so great. I appreciate your hard work, but you're going to be targeting a different group of surgeons, a different type of surgeons than what you originally presented. And then from there, I was like, okay. So then I took their advice. And before the third interview, I compiled a list of 150 surgeons in the different specialties that they had told me that I would be targeting and presented that at the third interview. When we did finally have an in-person interview, I put together an extensive business plan that had a 30, 60, 90-day plan in it. It had all of the products that I would be representing profiled in there with pictures. It had surgeons that I had profiled in this extensive business plan. And it just kind of targeted the Austin area and kind of profiled the whole area. And I had it printed and bound, brought multiple copies to the interview for each of the people interviewing me. And I think that's just really put the cherry on top and they told me that you know it was the most work they've ever seen someone do for an interview that's why I think I got the job is just because they saw how much work I was willing to put in just for the interview and so they knew that if I got the job I'd really be willing to put in that much more work for the actual position thank you Emily and congrats again Thank you, Scott, so much for having me on today. I really appreciate it, and hopefully this can help someone get into the industry. 
Up next is Brandon Benson, who just got hired at Smith and Nephew in Atlanta. All you, Brandon. Yeah, thanks for having me, Scott. Just want to help out as much as I can, but you know, definitely in the networking process, getting the job, definitely relied heavily on LinkedIn. Spent a lot of time on there, and I actually made an Excel spreadsheet listing out all the hiring managers or directors of sales or the positions of people and their names and their company. And I would also list, you know, what date I contacted them with the messages. So at that point, I could go back to that sheet. And if they haven't responded in a week or two, I could just send them a message again. That was definitely one tool that I used that kind of kept me on track when I didn't have a job and I was looking for a job, you know, it kind of kept me on track to spend that time of the nine to five where I would hold myself accountable and use that time for something productive. And then through the interview process, I definitely held myself apart from other candidates from just the standpoint of having that business plan that I created for myself. And, you know, that was just from knowledge that I gained researching and about the company, about hospitals and doctors in the area, that definitely set me apart to showing that, you know, I was ready to put that work in and do whatever it takes to get that job. And I think that kind of showed to the hiring managers that I was ready to put in work after I got the job. So those were definitely some helpful things for me. And I think that's what set me apart. Awesome. Good luck out there, Brandon. Yeah. Thanks a lot for having me on. Now we have Catherine Scarborough, who recently accepted a position at Medicus Surgical Solutions in Houston, Texas. Catherine, we are all ears. Hey, Scott. So something that I noticed whenever I was reaching out and networking was so many people were saying the same thing to everybody in the field. Hi, this is my name. This is where I'm located. Are you hiring? And that's not the way you should do it. The way you should look at networking is learning. You want to learn as much as you can so you can be the best that you can. And through that process, I reached out to a regional manager that is now one of my bosses. Can you imagine? (laughs) And I got an interview with him, and that was a few hours after I talked to him. And went into the interview, and I think the thing that really stapled me into the position was my 30, 60, 90. So many people go into interviews and they make so many promises. They talk the talk. They say, hey, this company is the best company. This is the best product on the market. I'm going to be so successful. But what does that all mean if you can't prove it? Or if you can't put it in words on a piece of paper and stick to it? So 306090 is your way of saying, yeah, this is the best company. Here's all the research I did. And this is why I feel this way about this company. And you're able to say, this is the best product in the market. Here's all the research I did. Here's everything you could ever want to know about this product. And this really is the best product in the market. And yes, I will be successful. And this is how I'm going to do it. This is what I'm going to do at 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. Here's my summary. And you don't want to leave any question for did this person get hired? Did they not? You want to leave them knowing that you're going to get the job. Ta-da. Thank you, Catherine. Crush it out there.
Up next is Jacob McLaughlin, who just got an offer from Zimmer Biomet. He still has a few other offers to decide from, so we'll see. That being said, Jacob, let's hear it. Scott, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. But yeah, how I got the sales interview. To be honest, over the last five months, I've reached out to over 160 sales reps, managers, and people in the medical device sales world. And when I say 160, that's how many contacted me back. So I've probably sent out over 2,000 messages during that time. But I kept an Excel sheet that had every single person who I talked to, who they worked for, what they did for that company, the day we talked, how we talked, if it was LinkedIn or if it was over the phone. And then I had notes going over it. And when I say notes, I mean, hey, when I talk to him next time, what can I bring up? Hey, this guy was in it for 12 years and he has three kids or something like that. So I can have notes to talk to him next time and just learn about their story. So I feel like that Excel sheet helped me get into the interview because when I would talk to regional managers and hiring managers, I could speak to that and I could actually show them visual proof. So that was a big game changer for me. And then I think the second one for me was mindset. I just have that go-getter mentality. I don't care how many no's I hear. I'm just going to get that one yes. And that's just how it's been my whole life. Play basketball in college. I just want to compete. Never been the best, but I can work the hardest. And that's something I've always kind of lived by. And so, like I said, I've reached out to over 2,000 people. Only 160 people actually reached back out to me. You know, So there's a lot of rejection right there. But even of those 160 a lot of times I got negative feedback of like, hey, you're just wasting your time. You should actually be going in and trying to get a job. And what I just want to tell somebody right now is no matter who's telling you that, don't listen. Just know that it takes one person to get in because every person that told me that I want it, I would have three people telling me how amazing that I did all that work. And that's what led to me getting the jobs. And actually how I got the opportunity with that current employer was I reached out to him. He was one of the guys I talked to on the phone. He loved my go-getter mentality. And he said, hey, this job's not open yet, but it will be in a couple months. Text me every Thursday morning and I'll let you know if it's open or not. And you're going to be one of my candidates. And that's what happened. I texted him every single Thursday at 8 a.m., put a reminder in my phone. And about two and a half months later, he's like, it's open. It's live. Let's go. And then that's how I got the interview. Yeah, that's how I got the sales interview. And then going into the crucial things I did to get the job. How did I get that job offer, right? The number one thing I feel that I bring to an interview is just, I don't want to say ego. I don't know if it's the right word, but just my energy. I've been told by a lot of hiring managers that I have very positive energy and I have a lot of, not aggression, but like that go-getter mentality. Like I said, you can tell even when I talk right now, I'm passionate about what I do. I'm passionate about breaking into this business and know in my heart that I will just dominate once I get in. And there's no question because like I said, I've just always had to work hard and I've always proved it to myself and I've done it. So it's just another obstacle for me to go do. But then also, I think the big crucial things that I had listed was asking if they had any concerns. So again, going into that closing, you know, I've listened to a lot of things. And so it's like, make sure you're always closing. But I want to address problems that they have with me right then and there. Because a lot of people don't want to hear the negative things or people don't want to hear what managers don't like about them. And I honestly, I love it because there's my challenge. Hey, I'm selling you on me and why I'm going to be the right rep. Right when I get into an OR and the doctor doesn't think my product's not the best, I'm going to convince him why I would be the right product for him. So being able to just talk to what they have concerns about and being able to answer it with a strong question and then also just strong questions. Okay, so with my questions, I just would go and make sure that I did all my research. And then the second part I feel like that really set myself apart was my follow-up. I always just made sure to 
send a text, send an email, make sure that it was very well thought out. And I would re go over my strengths of what I brought to the interview and then also reassure any questions that they might've had about me. Thank you, Jacob. I have no doubt you're going to be a rock star out there, man. Last but not least is Michael Napo, who just got an offer from Depew Synthes. Mike, your time is now. So first thing that I would do before the interview is you have to make your job search for jobs. When you're on LinkedIn, you should be on there for about six to eight hours a day, looking at postings, looking at job postings, anything like that. And when you find one that you like, comment right on that posting, your elevator speech. Then go into the company, click on that, and look for all the people that work there, the territory managers, the sales reps, the VPs, everybody, and send them your elevator speech directly. The applying on LinkedIn is great. I would suggest doing that too, but this puts a little bit more of a notification in that person's phone right in front of them. When you're doing just the application, it kind of comes up in a list of things, and I get a lot of automated messages back that just say, you know, the thing, thanks for submitting your application, blah, 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 blah. The next thing that I would do is make sure you follow all leads. Everyone that reaches back out to you or everyone that wants to interview you, take that interview. Even if it's not a job that you're looking for or even if it's not an area that you want to work in, make sure you take that interview because you can at the end tell them what you want and either they can have something like that in a different territory or maybe a different branch of that company or they might know somebody who also is looking for something you want like that. So always use those resources because they can help you out finding what you want. And then the last thing I would do, again, during the interview is make sure you sell yourself for and during the interview. Meaning when you're interviewing or even before the interview, make sure you have a nice resume. Make sure you have a cover letter ready to go and make sure that it has no typos, no spelling errors or anything like that. So during the interview, you know, again, you're going to sell yourself. But I would say the biggest part for me was the three questions at the end. And those three questions, again, were when they ask, do you have any concerns or do you have any questions for us? Sure. The first question I have is, do you see me fitting well with your team? That will give them the opportunity to respond yes or no. And they might feel a little awkward at first, but they'll say yes. Or, you know, if, if they really don't like it, they'll say no. But then the next question you ask, okay, so what concerns do you have that are preventing me from moving on to the next route? This is where then they'll tell you if they said no, you know, what concerns they had, which gives you an opportunity to rebuttal. Or if they said yes, then maybe they'll say, I have no concerns. You have my vote. That's great. You can have some sort of peace after the interview. And then the last question would be being a sponge, which again, that word sponge is a great word to use because you are new in the industry and you're talking to a professional who knows what they're talking about and has a lot more experience. But being a sponge in the industry, I'm looking for any sort of insight or information that can help me better myself in the industry. How do you see me bettering myself? And that's where they can answer the last question, where if they did have any concerns that they didn't bring up or any doubts, this is where they can pretty much tell you, this is what I think you should work on. And again, it allows you to rebuttal. Say they were saying, you know, I don't really think that you have enough sales experience, yet you do have sales experience. You just didn't really talk about it during the interview. This is where you can go back. Well, actually, on my resume, I worked from this year to this year as a sales rep. It does give you a chance to rebuttal so that they're not in their head after the interview thinking negative things. But, okay, he or she finished all my concerns. After your questions, it's a timely manner. you got to write your thank you. 
you think you should be written about five to 10 minutes when you're done with the interview. And in that thank you, you know, you write your, thank you for taking your time out of your busy day. And then you throw in a, I really liked when you, or I really learned this. And by putting something that you personally learned in that interview, you put a highlighted point or a talking point that they said, that puts like a personal touch on that thank you. That you actually took something from what they said, that you actually cared about what they were talking about rather than just, you know, reading a script of, oh, this is what I am. This is who I am. This is who I am. And they really like that, you know, and they, and they might not respond right away to that thank you letter, but they do see that. They do see that personal touch and they say, okay, you know what? So-and-so was really listening to what I was saying, and that shows the ability to learn, the ability to grow. Very last thing that I would say is the most important that helped me a lot is your fast response time. When any of them email you, LinkedIn message you, text message you, call you, anything, making sure that your response time to that is quick. Minutes, not hours. For my interview, for example, I knew that my territory manager would email me every day at 8.50. So I would set my alarm between 8.30 and 9 o'clock, and I would wait for his email. And sure enough, he would send me an email, and I would respond to it right away. During my actual interview with this man, he told me, you know, your response time was what got you to this position. Because we actually had a person who was more experienced, and she took about two hours to respond. And because of that, I dropped her. It's all about being quick and responding right away because, again, there could be 10 other people who are looking for this job, and if that other person responds quicker, he's going to get the interview or she's going to get the interview before you do. Thanks, Mike. Congrats again, and good luck out there. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for letting me do this again, and I hope this helps a bunch. I am going to leave you with a sincere thank you for tuning in and a little food for thought to carry along with you for the rest of the day. Albert Einstein once said, Setting an example is not the main means of influencing others. It is the only means.